Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ten albums. Soundtrack of your life. The most influential game changing albums that you can think of. Welcome back to 10 Albums. I have in studio for the first time on this first podcast and on studio at Electric Soil Recordings for the first time in probably a year, year and a half. Very uh, lonely is the studio in post-COVID times, but my good friend, Tim Peterson. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here. I yes. love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been excited to do this. My cat is in the background there as well. Trout, she seems to get on all podcasts. Anybody that's been listening for a while knows that, so she's down here with us as well. So, Tim, uh, a little bit about yourself, so people kind of know, get the feel for, you know, like how old you are, where you grew up. Sure. Uh, that sort of thing, and then that way we can kind of get uh, a bit of a feel for who you are as a person before we get into the soundtrack of your life. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I'm 32. Yeah, that's right. Uh, born in 1990. Uh, so uh, originally born on Vancouver Island in a town called Courtney. Uh, spent most of my early childhood growing up in a town called Terrace on the mainland of BC uh, until 2000 when I finally moved to Edmonton uh, and have been here ever since in the kind of majority of my life spent here now uh i've worked the same job for 15 years that's where you and i met of course uh and kind of just living my life and loving it awesome dude yeah and we're gonna get into so a little bit about edmonton itself for our listeners we have listeners all around the world uh i want to get into that before we do i am going to quickly um pause the recording and we're going to adjust the mic one more time so uh bear with us folks we will be back in a flash and we're back. So yeah, uh, it, you know, anybody that uh, knows like myself, Glenn and Darcy, the, the other two co-hosts to me, are all from Edmonton, Alberta. It's a very, how would you describe it, Tim? It's like a blue collar. It's a big city, uh, but yeah, I'll let yeah. you. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, blue collar. The stereotype that usually gets associated with Alberta is the cowboys of Canada. Uh, <laughs> denim shorts, denim pants, <laughs> anything denim. Denim suit. Uh, Big trucks. Everybody drives trucks around here. I am guilty of driving a truck. Uh, just it, yeah. That's Edmonton, Alberta. We're the Cowboys. Uh, cowboys play Rome. Yeah. Funny thing is, is like I I did get a sneak preview of your list. Full disclosure. Generally speaking, when I have a guest, I prefer not to. But Tim, we do have about a ten year age gap, so yeah. I wanted to at least know that I knew some of the bands. And I do have like my my. Uh, my variety is like quite eclectic. I kind of vary over everything. I've, I've never really stayed in one place and stayed in one zone of music. So it's kind of all over. I have noticed that about you because like when we were working together, you would um, have the fairly extensive uh, and eclectic is the right word, like playlists. Like you had the Spotify yeah. going on. You often have like the single of the day that you'd show yeah. me of some band I'd never heard of. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons I wanted you to come on the show and, and just a, just a different perspective, right? So different ages, yeah. generally speaking, we've had like older, like my friend Glenn is like 45. So he's like the eighties. I'm like, obviously nineties, Darcy's kind of like nineties, two thousands. And now you're even younger than Darcy. So, yeah. and then from just kind of sneak preview of your list there, there's definitely, yeah, I can see where there's yeah a whole different, like, I guess, demographic of music, but like to your point, like you like theater music yeah. you like a lot of different stuff yeah i always get a few looks when i start belting out the musical theater <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. always a good laugh well because it has to have like the the gesticulating as well the yeah. the, the motion oh you gotta yeah. act while you oh, sing yeah. well, otherwise it doesn't come out right no yeah absolutely so i know you're a big fan of that uh you know we're funny just to circle back to the your our description of alberta in general the texas of canada yeah. if you will uh you know at 
I think a little bit of country, like like anybody, you like a little Absolutely. bit of right. Yeah. Uh, whether that's on your list, I guess people will have to uh, wait and see. So yeah, a little bit of background on Tim. So yeah, Tim and I have been great friends for a while, uh, and I really wanted Tim to get some. Uh, sort of like the, whether it's a rotating co-host or even uh, take up some co-host duties here on 10 albums now that we're getting back into it. So, Tim, really happy to have you here. Let us begin. Now, I'm just going to give anybody that's tuning in for the first time, the 10 albums thing is, so these are Tim's, this is like essentially the soundtrack of his life. So these are his, the most influential albums to Tim. So, for example, if he had a band on there, uh, whatever, like for me, it'd be, if it was Pearl Jam, it isn't necessarily per my opinion or the society, you know, society in general's opinion of Pearl Jam's best album or the best selling album. It's me personally, which Pearl Jam album affected me. So that's the way it's going to go. And Tim, uh, you know, I don't, I know we didn't talk about this before, so, uh, it can be numbers 10 to one, but generally speaking, it's just like it, that can be very challenging for people. So, yeah. uh, it can just be like random. Yeah. When yeah. I created the list, I definitely didn't put it in any specific order. It's just kind of what spoke to me first and the ones that popped into my head first. And I kind of just slowly built the list. It is definitely in no particular order. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. So those are essentially the only like guidelines or rules, if you will, for 10 albums. So without further ado, what is the first album you would like to get into? Uh, the first album uh, I'll get into is actually the first album I specifically bought the CD for. Yes. Um, this is the one that, like, I had a paper route. I was starting to make my own money. And this is the CD I went out and I bought. Um, I don't know how they let me get it because it definitely came. I was a child. I was definitely a teenager. And the disclaimer on it was parental advisory. Uh, so, But they still let me buy it without a parent there. It was some 41s, all killer, no filler. Wicked. Um, titular track off that one was the Fat Lip that yeah. I listened to over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, that was, I remember going in and... I can still picture the album cover, like all the guys' faces and different squares and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I went in, I purchased it with my own money, and it was. I had the little Discman with me. Oh, uh, ready to go. Now, was the Discman one of those like waffle iron style ones? Where you yeah. Had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked. That's Definitely, so cool. as you yeah. walk, it skips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the best design. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh oh that's tremendous. I love the uh, see this is what we like about this is the sort of the currency of ten albums is like the story behind it. Yeah. You know, the paper route and all that's tremendous. So this is literally the first C D you purchased then. The first with your own money in yeah, yeah, physical C D. Yeah, very uh, cool. That I purchased. I didn't have a large collection of CDs uh growing up, but it, it really started getting into the albums when I was able to find streaming service and like MP three players were a thing. Yeah and, and downloading the uh, the songs and the full albums and yeah. yeah. Okay. So, cause yeah. So give a little context. So for myself, I was still, I was raised on cassettes, but I also am 10 years older than you. <laughs> I got into like CDs and then, cause it was around what 99 to 2001 is when like the height of streaming and downloading and such. Yeah. So, and this album was what 97 or 98? I believe so. Somewhere yeah. in there. So you would have been eight nine years old oh crap okay yeah hence they, the paper road it's yeah. not like you're like 17 having yeah a paper I was, road. yeah yeah i right. still don't know how i got away with it it was small town life i guess and okay like, so this I, is when you're on the island yeah. still uh or, mainland in oh terrace, terrace. Yeah. yeah this is when you're terrace. uh and i don't know they just i guess didn't see anything wrong with a kid listening to some some 41 they're like would you like some cigarettes with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome yeah some 41 that was a big uh like was that their first album too? Like they pretty much um, like they were young too. Like yeah, they were like that early was definitely 20s. either their first major album or second. I can't remember exactly, but right. Yeah, yeah I remember that was a that was a big single for that summer that it came out. Like that was on so many people's like yeah. mixtapes mix or mix CDs. Uh, Fat Lip and In Too Deep. Oh, uh, I still song. remember the yeah. music video for that one when they're like shredding in the pool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was totally. definitely. Yeah, that was good. And good old Canadian boys. They're Ontario, I think, aren't they? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Into Deep. I actually prefer that one to Fat Lip. I get the appeal of Fat Lip, just personal preference. I, I, I quite like in, yeah. Into Deep. It's got a good... It's a great song. Good song. And yeah, Derek Warbley, is that his name? The lead singer? I had never learned how to pronounce his yeah. last name because it is spelt quite differently. Warbley. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a seven in it. Um, <laughs> we'll call him Derek W. Yeah. He, uh, I guess, yeah, he'd... Um, yeah, had some 
run-ins with like addiction, and I think he's all clean now, from what yeah, I heard. He, anyways, I'm, yeah. First, I before all that, he was even married to Avril Lavigne right. for a little while. Yes, uh, and then they broke up. I believe it was at least something to do with his addiction. And, oh, and was things it like that? And uh, she moved on to Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger. And do you remember <laughs> Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne's uh, couple's name was uh, Chadville Krogveen? <laughs> Yeah, it was Chadville Krogveen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, tremendous. But oh, yeah, he, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's clean. I, I even like, I can't remember what song oh, I was sad. listening to, but he was featured on it yeah. as a vocalist. So he's, I think, back making some music. Very cool. I'd yeah. love to see a Sum 41 reunion. Yeah, uh, I right. I think that'd be rad. I want to know how old these guys are. Because like, you know, obviously I time, I time capsule people. So I'm like, yeah. I still have them. Same with Blink-182. They're like, you know yeah. what I mean? They're older than me. So they're probably 40 something. Let's see, some 41. We'll look it up quick. Yeah. Well, you can stage or prep your next one. Um, okay. Yeah, formed in 96. So uh, there's a good chance, like you say, this is... Okay, All Killer No Filler was 2001. Okay. So that might make sense, yeah. Yeah. 2001. Okay. And... I'm awful story. with timelines. Are you? And, and remembering when things came out. and Wibbly. Yeah. I think it's like Derek Wibley is the way it appears. But there's no. like an O-U-G or something in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's like W-H-I-B-L-E-Y. Oh, okay. But the Derek is kind of weird, though. Look at the... Oh, lo- he spells it with y's. a Y. Yeah. Interesting. Lots of Y's going on there. Yeah. Uh, 1980, so yeah, he's a year older than me, so 42. Um, yeah, and yes, yes, indeed, Scarborough, Ontario. Cool, some 41, I'll kill no filler. Number one, what is your numero dos? Uh, Numero Deuce might not be something everyone knows. Um, it's a band called FM Static. Mm. Uh, they are a Christian punk band. Mm. Uh, from my time in the church with my family, we were quite a religious family. Um, it's called What Are You Waiting For? Okay. Uh, and it was one of those first uh, albums that I heard from like the Christian scene that I thought was like still really cool. Mm. It wasn't the idea of all Christian music's like gospel music and, and church music and, and uh, praise Jesus. And that's all it was. It's like, no, this is like just punk music and, but still has a decent message or most of the songs were about girls, you know, love songs and different things like that. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those ones where I was like, cake, Christian music can still be good music uh, and stuff that I enjoy listening to and don't have to wait for a Sunday to listen to it. I'll listen to it all week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a really good, again, I'm a visual person, a very visual person. And I can see the album cover. It was like this old radio, um, like this AM only radio with a big speaker. And uh, I just, yeah, it was, it's great music. And like, there was definitely this, their songs were more story songs uh, okay. as well, yeah. and there, I, I remember <laughs> as a young man uh, getting crushes on girls, and then immediately associating an FM Static song with that girl. Okay, I yeah. Was, I was there's a lyric, and um, one of them is uh, I. Basic, I can't remember the exact lyric right now, but it was, um, I knew your brother, and then I met you, and I forgot about, basically I forgot about your brother, and it was all, all about you now. Yeah. And there was this one girl in, in my junior high that was like, I somehow knew her brother before I knew her, and then she was a big crush for me through a, a year, and I was, I would hear that song and immediately associate it with her. Wicked. Yeah. Love when that happens, eh? Yeah, song association. Yeah. Again, very much like the theme of the uh, show, the, the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. Songs showing up. And I guess, yeah, I can see where, like, especially your your uh, uh, fascination with, like, theater uh, music. So it shows up, like, a song will just show up and you just, like, sort of yeah. accept it. It's like, what's going on in your life? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, cool. So, uh, sorry, what was it again? I keep thinking Static X. It's called X. FM Static FM is the band. Okay. Uh, and yeah. the album is called What Are You Waiting For? What Are You Waiting For? Okay, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get a third one. 
I'm still gonna. I gotta check one one more thing with this mic. Um, Sure. Apologies for technical the technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. And we're back. Tim Peterson, what is your numero three? Uh, numero three yes. is uh, Panic at the Disco, mm. a fever you can't sweat out. Mm. Obviously, a major pop punk album. Uh, Panic at the Disco was huge, uh, and that was one of their albums that really put them over the in the pop punk scene. What were the, uh, what's the hits off that? Like, I, I know them and like, I would know the songs to hear them. Um, uh, I write sins, not tragedies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ballad of Mona Lisa, I believe was on that one. Okay. Um, nine in the afternoon. Mm. Yeah. These, they sound familiar. I'm sure it's, it's one of those deals. Like I'd hear the song and be like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what did you, okay. Cause like I. They had a rivalry or like, was it a rivalry or was it a like made up rivalry with Follow Boy? I think it was a little made up because Brendan Urie, the lead singer of Panic at the Disco and the lead singer of Follow Boy, I can't remember his name right now. Um, they were buddies. They helped each other write songs okay. um, and okay. stuff like that. So I think it was just like a, a fun um, kind of brotherly I don't even know. Would they were, were they doing it to like get attention? Like were they kind of like, hey, we're gonna say this so we get attention? Kind of like were were they in orchestrating it or yeah. was it? Or I was mean, it? I've definitely seen interviews where they talked about it, and it was just them being young <laughs> whippersnappers or yeah. bullshit kind of guys. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, I mean, they were all into the scene where drinking and doing quite a few drugs and stuff were. <laughs> prevalent in that scene and sure it kind of just created a an atmosphere of like what can we do to the other to get a reaction so there was like you say more like a brotherly just kind of i think so because i've I've also seen like more recent interviews where they talk about each other and and how much they like spent time with each other so okay Hmm. yeah interesting I was getting because there was like I mean back in the '90s there was like you know with the Oasis and Blur I think and they legit like hated each yeah. other there was like fights and things so I was wondering how much of that was like and then like in rap I think it's there's like this, some of it is definitely like orchestrated to get attention to create yeah. hype and they're behind the scenes kind of just like yeah. hey I'll say this about you you know what I mean and then so, it almost like turned into just real right, right. Like, yeah exactly you, you orchestrate yeah. enough and you fake enough that it becomes a real yeah kind of conflict right and... yeah which is pretty strange yeah pretty strange yeah totally cool so panic at the disco uh which funny enough the next album is a follow boy album perfect uh it's one of their later ones though it's um, oh okay save rock and roll mm. uh it was full of different features that were really great. Uh, they did a feature with Elton John that was oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, you showed me that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, and John. the whole album uh, created one long story. And oh, then they, I love that. They, uh, it kinda, they created this amazing music video as well for every song that mm. created a story for them there oh, wow. as well, a more visual one. Crazy. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, waiting for each music video to be released because you get to see the next chapter in the, yeah. in the story. It was really, really wow. cool. I didn't realize they were so um, like concept based. Yeah. So fifth studio album, this one came out uh, 2013. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's already like 10 years old or it's coming yeah. up on 10 years old. Yeah. And um, what else? There's something else interesting about it. Yeah. Okay. So it's got 98% on like Google reviews. Like, yeah. so apparently it's pretty unanimous it that people, really good. people like this one. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. My songs know what you did in the dark was one of my favorite songs off that album. It's a cool title. And just the, the voice of, I can't remember his name. The lead singer is so unique and talented he's extremely talented and i've always been amazed by the the heights his voice reaches definitely definitely um oh yeah and they were are they based off of that the follow or follow boy from simpsons is that where they got the name do you know i'm not sure okay I guess Simpsons, were you, you never, you were more of a family guy guy? Or were you, I was definitely yeah. a family guy guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Pete Wentz, he was the big controversial one. Of oh, the, yeah. 
the group pa Patrick Stump. That's quite the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, where is the singer's name here? The, oh, lead vocalist and guitarist is Patrick Stump. What? Yeah. Wow. And then Pete Wentz, okay. bass, uh, Andy Hurley, and then John Tr Troman. John Troman is the other guitar player. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Pete Wentz obviously got famous for very inappropriate yeah <laughs> right didn't he like show his junk yeah some somehow his junk got on the internet right and he was dating uh was it ashley simpson or something like yeah. that the uh wow patrick stump i had no idea had such a kind of unfortunate name i mean whatever it's not that i mean depends stump. on your industry that's yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah if he was in the logging industry be perfect <laughs> perfect perfect Awesome. Follow boy. I'm going to have to check that one out. I didn't realize they were, uh, they'd gotten to be so cerebral. Let's look up their yeah. age too. I'm kind of curious because we were looking up, um, uh, some 41. Yeah. How old are these dudes? 84. Okay. So he'd be <laughs> like, what is that? Th about 37. Wow. Even yeah. follow boy are pushing 40. Yeah. Now. What the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. He's 38 now. Wow. Yeah, they were definitely the early pop punk scene. Big time. Yeah. They said 2001. Or, really? Was that that early? Yeah. They, they formed in 2001. When was that first album, though? Not till the mid-2000s, oh, I wouldn't I think. I believe so. Right? Like with uh, Sugar, we're going down. There we go. This one is on, yeah, 2005. So they were, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Young young start, though, for sure. Yeah. Cool. I like that one-two punch, especially we bridged it nicely yeah, with that, totally. with that uh, rivalry. <clears throat> um, next one would be uh, All Time Low, still in the pop-punk scene. Okay. Um, the album is called So Wrong It's Right. Uh, this was all time low was actually the last band I've seen live as well. Oh, um, okay. They came to Edmonton, went to Midway, uh, down on the south side of downtown. Oh, okay. There used to be an old, uh, country club called, uh, oh, what was it called? The Ranch. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, it's I know what changed, you're talking. uh, into like this arcade bar type place. Yeah, I know where you. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. But they uh, they host a few concerts every once in a while, and All Time Low came, and they've probably been one of the most influential kind of pop punk bands in my life. Okay. Um, their songs have always popped up everywhere for me. I still listen to them almost daily. Really? Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Um, me and my friends always have a a sing along or a rock out to an all-time low song when it comes on. And nice. when we heard they were coming to Edmonton, we got a bunch of us together and went. And Wicked. Even though it was like still mid-wear your masks kind of thing. And, oh, okay. But they were starting to do crowds. and I was picturing this like 2019 then. No, no so this, this was, was in last year, I oh, believe. Oh, last year. Yeah. Okay, crazy. So uh, the other bands, have you seen? By the way, it's always nice to like you go, okay, hey, I've seen... Is it, as part of the story, like, was it, have you seen Fall Out Boy? Have you seen... Any no, so no. me personally, I I have not been to a lot of concerts. Mm. What um, was your first concert? My first concert was, um, it was at a youth, con it was something called YC. Okay. Uh, which is, stands for Youth Conference. It's a big Christian music weekend. Yeah. Where they bring in bands and speakers and stuff, and you just have this big... Uh, kind of church weekend. Gotcha. Um, and one of the first bands I got to see was a band called Pillar, mm -hmm. um, which is a very Christian rock band. Uh, they were one of my favorites when I was a, a kid and only allowed to listen to the Christian musics and, and stuff like that, or yeah. at least those were the ones that they were like, what album you got there? Uh, and not yeah. paying attention <laughs> to the one I had hidden under my bed. Um <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, Pillar, even uh, I got to see Skillet live at oh, yeah. one of those youth conferences, nice. which they've become uh, quite a bit more popular. Yeah. Uh, and segued out of the Christian rock scene and kind of just into the secular rock scene. Definitely have, um, yeah, for and sure. They were, those were the two first ones that I really remember uh, cool. going to see. I did, however, at that youth conference, get to see FM Static ones, which okay. was really cool. Very cool. Oh, okay, so you have seen them. Yeah. And so how long, in, or like when in your life was that? Oh, like teenager? Uh, yeah, 14, okay. 15 years okay. old. So Yeah, yeah, so pretty influential, I'm sure. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, was there, because uh, um, I, well, again, might be dating myself. When I was when I was like 12 or 14 going to concerts, it was all about like the mosh pits and like crowd surfing. Was there any of that going on or... I would say, I'll say yes, there was definitely things like that going on. It was a lot more tamed. 
Yeah. Uh, compared to if you went to a real yeah rock show or or metal show and like where you're gonna get hurt yeah. if you don't know what you're doing You'll throw uh, elbows and no yeah. in in those yc days it was basically just everyone packed tightly together and jumping up and down and okay a little bit of that yeah not a real mosh pit or anything like that no not even crowd surfing nobody throw us throw somebody up there i'd see a couple small kids get <laughs> top uh thrown awesome. up yeah thrown up there definitely uh, nobody like jumping off the stages and oh, okay and, yeah yeah and crowd surfing. Was... I think honestly, I think that was probably a little bit passe by the time you were going to concerts because like if you it was so reckless like looking in the nineties like people were just allowed on stage or like nobody would stop them yeah. anyways. I don't know if they were allowed, but they they would go up there and just stage dive like so much reckless stuff. Yeah, you know, and then you know, as soon as people were, like I think that Dimebag Daryl from Pantera like somebody came up on stage and just shot him dead and just yeah. different things like that happened and. So I think by the time you're going to concerts, I think that was a little, I mean, like to your point, if you're going to like a metal show, if there's going to be yeah. a, a mosh pit, right? Absolutely. But, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not massive, but I, I, I'm a pretty big guy. And I know that if I got up on stage and was like picking, I'd have to pick a strong part of the crowd. Yeah. Cause I. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I risk just hitting the floor if I'm going to... Right. If I just wildly jump, someone's yeah. going to be like, I don't want to catch that guy. Yeah, yeah. Which no. happens, right? Yeah. Everybody just moves. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, belly uh, flop. What was that? There was like a, it was in School of Rock with Jack yes. Black. Yes. Like right at the beginning, he thought he was just yeah. feeling himself, having yeah. a jam and yeah. gets up and dives and everyone just yeah. slides out of the way oh, and he yeah. hits. <laughs> Classic. Such a good movie. Such, yeah. such a good movie. Awesome. Okay. So we got, is that... Four? We got five? That, is, that would be number five. The middle five. Halfway okay. there. Yeah. Um, next one is, this is one that's going to throw off my uh, my new fans that are listening to me out there. Because uh, a lot of this has been pop punk and it, it's very consistent up until now. But this one is a Broadway musical. Yes. It's just the soundtrack of a Broadway musical. Uh, a more recent one. It's a Tony Award-winning musical. Oh. Uh, it's called Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Uh, it is a musical about a young man who struggles with mental health and um, self-worth and self-realization. And the story goes as he has a run-in with a young man who's kind of a bully Um, Mm. but just uh, struggling with his own things. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a run-in in in the library. And uh, without ruining it for any of the listeners that eventually want to go see it, um, he ends up... uh, I mean, I'm going to have to ruin a main thing to describe this. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert here. Um, The bully boy uh, ends up killing himself. Man. Um, And... Evan, the the main character, Evan, has this thing that he's doing where he's writing letters to himself. Mm. But the parents of the boy uh, construe that and confuse that for he was writing letters to Evan mm. uh, because they found one on him. So the whole musical is him trying to um, tell the truth, but he sees that these letters that they believe he's been writing to their friends um, – has helped them and he doesn't want to like destroy that. So there's becomes a lot of confusion and, and um, 
cross paths that that don't make sense until the very end where things um, come to terms. Mm. Uh, but the music that comes from this musical is so strong and really helps you feel the the struggles that all of these kids um, are feeling with the loss of a brother, the loss of a son, the loss of a fake friend right. um, who you are now creating this relationship with after they're gone. Right. And the music just helps you feel all of that at the mm. same time. And it's, it's catchy. It's, it's moving. It, it's one of those kind of music that sends goosebumps up my arm yeah, yeah. Uh, and stuff like that, because I personally have struggled with mental health and, and I, I can reflect myself into that, that musical and the songs that they sing uh, and the feelings that they portray. Uh, so it's something that I super connect with uh, and I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, there's a movie version now uh, that's out um, to go see. Uh, but if you ever get a chance to see uh, Broadway musicals live on stage, that is the way to watch them. Um, but yeah, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, definitely a soundtrack that I've listened to from start to finish. I would dare say hundreds of times at this point. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. I remember, okay, so as soon as you, obviously I Googled this as you're talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, I remember seeing this preview. I didn't realize that it was uh, like, I remember seeing a preview for the movie. Yeah. Obviously, because that came out last, well, not last year, I guess two years ago now, because we're 2023, but yeah. 2021. Um, yeah, coming of age musical film. Yeah, and the original uh, Broadway play by the looks of it was 2015. Yeah. Uh, started in Washington, D.C. So uh, off Broadway 2016, Broadway again 2016, uh, or later 2016, I guess, U.S. tour of 2018. So wow, you can really see how it picked up a pretty big, I imagine, grassroots movement for due to the, the content. Absolutely. Uh, subject matter and such, right? So It did make its way to Edmonton on really? Broadway across Canada. Wow. Um, did you see it? I bought tickets to go see it. Yeah. And the Jubilee Auditorium was having a night of some pretty bad technical difficulties. Oh, no. And the show got cut in about half. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and I never did get to finish it. Damn. Uh, which was really unfortunate, but I will be watching the... The Ticketmaster to see if it ever comes back. And yeah, right. Get the redemption. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it'd be... So when, what year was that that you would have seen it? That would have been 2021. Oh, okay. So this is like pretty recent then. Yeah. So there's a good chance it'll be like the same performers or at least the majority of them could be the same. Mind you, I don't the know how, how often do they swap... Do Broadway's like every year they swap out a... Yeah, I people. mean, it, they'll they'll re-audition every year, but yeah. to be honest, anybody that uh, makes it and gets those roles in those positions are extremely talented. True enough, uh, yeah. And usually do a great job. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah, it's too bad, you know. Especially at the Jubilee, it's such a perfect spot for that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I've seen yeah. as many musicals as I possibly can when they nice. come to Jubilee. They always do cool. seasons, like summer seasons, oh, winter seasons. I didn't know that, okay. Uh, so it changes up quite a bit. Yeah. I've seen a lot of different uh, shows there. Yeah, we'll have to go. I'd love to, to go yeah. uh, sometime. We'll have um, to. There's, uh, what was there most recently? It was a, a musical called Come From Away which is the story of the town of Gander in Newfoundland. Yes. Uh, and the the results of what happened after 9-11 and how mm. all the planes got diverted to Gander. Oh, I didn't know um, that part. Oh, wow. And hmm. multiple planes and people came and had to stay in that town because everything was grounded. Wow. Uh, because of the events. And I didn't know that. And I, like I know whole of Gander. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So one of my friends and... Uh, and alumni of this podcast, uh, Todd Anstett, uh, who came on a while back and did his 10 albums, uh, he did it from Gander. He did some in live <laughs> when he was in the studio here, and uh, he was living in Gander at the time, which is, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that about Gander. Awesome. Yeah, super cool. Great, uh, great pick. I love that. And it shakes it up and gets into yeah. the eclecticness of what you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, next album is uh, Mariana's Trench, mm -hmm. Masterpiece Theatre. Okay. Uh, I've been a big fan of Mariana's Trench for a long time. Uh, another band that I have uh, been able to go see live. Nice. Um, Masterpiece Theater was my favorite album that they've done. Um, they have done 
uh, a handful now that I've listened to all of them, but Masterpiece Theater was really great. It's it really shows the range of um, Josh Ramsey, their lead vocalist, mm. uh, and again, it's it, it's a common factor with me. It's a storytelling album. Uh, you have to listen to it from beginning to end to get the full story, um, and just the variety he does. He does a um, some very upbeat, more uh, poppy songs, but uh, he also does these massive ballads where uh, he belts like crazy. Um, I've always been a fan of of the variety that he can he can portray mm. in his music and extremely knowledgeable musician as well if you ever get a chance to see some of the the things he does on the side where he explains the the history and and the the science behind his music oh wow okay. uh, something that I, mm. I think you Matt would appreciate really well yeah uh, he is quite knowledgeable when huh. it comes to um, building music from the ground up and like yeah, yeah. having all the different um, tools and uh, pieces to mm. create something yeah. bigger. I'll have to check, check them out. Um, yeah. Interesting. Did you, are you aware of what Mariana's trench is? Like the physical Mariana's yeah. trench in yeah, the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, I didn't know this. The deepest point. Yeah. On, just off on the shores Earth, of yeah. Japan. Yeah, exactly. Like is a, shows like the tallest yeah. mountain and it's uh, it's even deeper than that fun little fact the difference between the deepest part of the marianas trench and the highest point of mount everest is the same is 11 miles oh so you don't realize how like yeah you put 11 miles and you can drive 11 miles in no time but like right. from top to bottom yeah um, yeah yeah wow i was watching uh a podcast that had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on it. Oh, wait. And he I was explaining yeah. that if you shrunk down earth to the size of a billiard ball, mm -hmm. it would be smoother than the cue ball. <laughs> because of the difference in our ridges and like, you know, on a school's globe, how mm -hmm. they over-exaggerate yeah. mountain ranges and all that stuff. Yeah. Wildly exaggerated because if you really? actually shrunk the earth down, hmm. uh, it would be so smooth. Really? Uh, that it would be what? Uh, similar to a cue ball. Wow. Jeez, I had no idea. Um, yeah, this is fascinating, actually. I, I I may have heard of Marianas Trench, like the actual, like you say, the physical mm -hmm. thing. And then there's the controversy around if it's like a nuclear waste. They just dump oh, some yeah. frigging chemicals down there because what's the difference, right? Yeah. How, um, how easy is it to get down there? It's really yeah. not. There's only a few men that right? have actually... Yeah. Gone down in submarines and stuff. Exactly. And even then, I bet you that's like, this sounds like a, a horror movie waiting to happen. Yeah. Mariana's Trench. And there's like yeah. some kind of like, you know. Uh, prehistoric, prehistoric dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that doesn't like the toxic waste. No. Uh, okay, We've so you're feeding it with nuclear. Yeah, exactly. Fissional and now material. It's yeah, and now yeah. it's angry. If Mount Everest were placed into the trench, its peak would still be underwater by more than two kilometers or 1.2 yeah. miles. That's crazy. Um yeah, cool. So that's a that's a neat name. I like the like we're, how you're framing, you know, how the band or specifically the lead singer uh, approaches, you know, music and such. Okay, Canadian. Yeah, back. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah, Canadian pop punk band. Okay. Yeah, these guys like I've heard of them. I've never, honestly, never really listened to them. So I'll have to check them out. That sounds pretty interesting. Sorry, which which album is Masterpiece Theater, Theater in two thousand nine? Okay, yeah. Masterpiece Theater. Okay, cool. Oh, I recorded at a few of the famous, three of the famous Vancouver recording studios, Armory, Mushroom Studios, and The Warehouse. Very cool. Nice. Also has an incredible guitar collection. Is if that right? If you look up some of his videos, he has an amazing guitar collection. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, um, to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Next album, going back to my punk uh, uh collection i that that i would say is my strongest influence seems to be yeah. punk. um yeah. a day to remember is the band oh, okay uh, album is called homesick mm. uh, this was introduced to me by uh some friends in high school it's a little more of the harder punk uh scene it's not quite poppy like fallout mm. boy or or panic at the disco um 
they definitely have some screaming vocals uh, and stuff like that. But uh, something I've always loved about A Day to Remember is their song titles are uh, really, it's not one of those things where they fall to a lyric of the song Mm. um, and that just becomes the title. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, more abstract. But, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a more abstract title. Cool. Uh, I always like that. But great, great band. Um, definitely, uh, the harder vocals I I, I do like. Um, s- the screaming vocals that they layer in between uh, as well are are really cool. Um, they are actually also a band that got famous for a cover they did of a Kelly Clarkson song. Oh yeah. I think you um, showed me, is it since you've been gone? Yeah. Yeah. You showed me that one. That was, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And they really take that song to a, yeah. a more radical they do. side. And yeah, I like that song is to begin with and then to like rockify it. Yeah. yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I want to circle back to you because uh, you were mentioning the, uh, just the production or just like the mind that this Josh Ramsey from, um. Sure. Yeah. And from, uh, I already forgot the name. Mariana's Trash. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually uh, produced and written songs from a wide variety of audience, or audience, uh, artists, including Carly Rae Jepsen, Nickelback, Five Seconds of Summer, Favorite Drive, and Emily Osment, who I don't know what. That's yep. uh, Emily Osment's a, a Disney girl. Really? I'm pretty sure she was on um, Hannah Montana. No way. Uh, back okay. in the day and started... Uh, I think she tried a musical career and now she's just an actress. She's, she's doing still acting to yeah. this day. Oh, wow. So yeah. And the dude's 37 now and now yeah. it sounds like quite a, actually quite a career. Like, like he's to your point, uh, very much in the behind the scenes yeah. of it and stuff too. So yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah. He definitely has a, a, a depth of knowledge into the producing world. Cause I believe that's what his dad did. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I know his dad was uh, a big influence into his musical career. Interesting. Yeah, I'll look it up while you're uh Yeah. Oh here yeah, here yeah. we go. Uh he grew up in a family filled with music where his mother was a vocal teacher and his father owned a recording studio, Little Mountain Sound Studios. There you go. Wow. So yeah. he was uh he started his solo career at age fourteen. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Born to be, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next album. Um, uh, what number are we on here now? Seven? This would be... I think we've only got two left. So two this left. would be number eight. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll save my favorite for last. Yeah, for um, sure. But number eight uh, would be Justin Timberlake's 2020 album. Cool. Uh, just an absolute classic for me. Um I honestly thought because I heard Justin Timberlake, I thought you were gonna pick what is that like of of the of the forest or something like that or was it? Oh, his newest one, yeah. Man of the Woods. Yeah, because I remember you were pretty up on that. I do, I too, do right? like yeah. that album as well, and there's some really good songs on it. But the 2020 album uh, just got to me at the right time in my yeah. life where I was. It was exactly what you needed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some big songs on there. Some big features. He did that. Um, suit and tie song with jay-z right um he did mirrors which is a song i absolutely love Mm. uh again it's i don't know it's it's the storytelling that really uh pulls me into certain uh songs and and albums and i know that mirrors song was about his wife okay um jessica something right Right. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I know you're talking about yeah. for drawing a blank with the name. But uh, Beal, that's it, Jessica. Yeah, there Beale. we go. Yeah. Um, but the song is just, it It builds and then it. he has like this, this mellow out right in the middle where it gets quiet and kind of melodic. And then uh, it almost builds into a second song, but it's still the same one. Yeah, I uh, love that kind of thing. Yeah. And again, just someone who's really creative when building his song up. Uh, it really, I, I, I would definitely agree with you. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, thanks. Um, I'm, I think underrated, you know, cause there's still him coming from like a boy band and such. He's sort of mm-hmm. dismissed as like disposable pop, but he's actually pretty cerebral, like his presentation and like the storytelling and, you know, there is a degree of like, and I'm seeing a theme in a lot of what you're saying here. Like you like, 
storytelling concept, yeah. you know, like a, a through line through the album, right? And, and Justin Timberlake definitely does it more so now, like in his, I guess, like later, you know, the last like since like yeah. whatever since uh, I think he definitely bra- broke the mold of what would be considered just like a pop star. Like I think there's there's more depth to him than that that he gets yeah. credit for. Um, and I I think it's he got to the point where he could choose who he worked with and the producers he wanted on it. So he, he definitely built his sound instead of, uh, a band sound. Right. Totally. Or continuing with like a cookie cutter, uh, you know, pop formula of before where whoever his producer was, he kind of was at the mercy of their parameters. And now he has this whole, yeah. Every time I think of that cookie cutter, um, boy band, uh, formula, I just think of South Park. And the Jonas Brothers yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Or the, uh, when, when, uh, like the Stan's dad turns out to be Lord. Lord. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's using yeah. like the auto tune or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But, cool. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, and then, yeah. Number one, the, the, I, I, I saved this one for, for last because, uh, it is my, I would, when people ask me what my favorite band is, mm. it is this one. Uh, yeah. And it really hasn't changed um, ever since I started listening to her, uh, them. Uh, it's it's a band, but the lead singer is Haley Williams. So the band is mm. Paramore. Ah, yes. Uh, okay. Which yep. um, they've just resurfaced and started making music Did again they? as a band. Oh, wow. Which I'm very stoked for. Uh, but Paramore's Riot album was mm. uh, the album that I put as my number one on this list uh, because I became obsessed uh, with the album, with the band, with the sound, mm. um, with the songs, uh, because I, I really believe that Haley Williams' vocal talent yeah. is is unrivaled. Uh, and she would have been... Like, super young, because she's only 34 now. Yeah. And, like, they were around, like, years ago. Yeah. Like, so, I wonder, what al- what uh, what year was that album that you mentioned there? Um, Let's look it up. Uh, yeah. Sorry, which one is it? What's it's the album? It's the Riot album. Riot, okay. I'll check it out. Uh, okay, wow. I would have thought she was, like, my age, but, because, like, I remember when they first yeah, came out, or first got, you know, popular, right? Uh, definitely young getting, you said the final riot. Oh no, just, the, just the riot. riot. Cause the final yeah. riot is a live album. Yeah. Of yeah. And that's probably before they made a comeback, right? Yeah. That would make sense. Um, uh, so riot is, it doesn't say, whoa, 99% acceptance rate on yeah. Google reviews. 2007. Yeah. So 2007. So she would have been, I believe 19 cause she's two years older than I am. Yeah. Holy sh! That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, did this album, what is that one? Is that, there's that one song called The Crush, I think? Crush, Crush, Crush. Yeah, is that, oh, it is on that this. That is on this album. Okay, so yeah. this is, that's how I heard of them. So 2007, yeah. I thought they were like 2002 even, but that's, uh, okay, so yeah, that makes sense. So 2007, yeah, so how old do you figure she was? So that's. I, that's, I believe she's two older than, two years older than I am. So, so in 2007, she would have been 19. Wow. That's insane. Uh, yeah. Becoming radically famous uh, at that age. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, and then their last album, like studio album would have been, I wonder, Brand New Eyes. Do you, are you familiar with that one? Yep. Okay. That was 2009. That was the next one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, After Laughter. So it looks like they had a pretty big gap, tw- 2013 to 17. Yeah. And now 2017 to 2023. That's right. So there has been some pretty big gaps in there. Yeah. So from what I understand, Haley Williams took a break from music and started her own um, oh, hair nice. care um, line. Really? Okay. Uh, where she does like hair colors and, and, and um, healthy hair treatments and stuff like that, because wow. she was always well known for the different hair colors. Uh, and she had bright orange hair, uh, at 19 and she would change yeah. her hair colors. And, and she got to the point where she wanted to start her own business for that. And, <laughs> and that kind of thrived. And, but everyone was just asking for more music and, yeah, and, wow. and newer songs. And, uh, she just released a new, uh, single in 2023 or, 
uh, and it's amazing. But I, I still always go back to that Riot album. Riot. Or, uh, I believe there was an album, I think it was Brick by Boring Brick, or that might have been just a song. Mm. Um, but I, her vocals sound God. just as good um, live. Oh, really? As, yeah. As they do on uh, on an album. And yeah. I, I've always thought the talent that she harnesses is is amazing yeah. and obviously she's beautiful too i have a huge crush on her yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, so that factors in as well yeah yeah oh yeah big factor yeah but. big factor yeah awesome dude i like it uh we'll you know have the 10 albums uh, in the show notes i uh, do want to just give the one one quick front to back rundown yeah. of them just to to put a put a bow absolutely. on it absolutely uh so it started with some 41s all killer no filler and then FM Static, What Are You Waiting For? Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Fallout Boy, Save Rock and Roll. All Time Low, So Wrong It's Right. A Day to Remember, Homesick. Uh, Marianas Trench, Masterpiece Theater. Dear Evan Hansen, Soundtrack. Justin Timberlake's 2020. And Paramore's Riot. Very cool. I like the list. Like you say, there's like obviously a, sort of an underlying... You know, the pop punk yeah. thing, but there's also the the theatrical, there's like the concept kind of, idea, you know, yeah. storytelling aspect of a lot of the albums. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. It's a, I know definitely, and we said at the beginning, you have an eclectic taste, uh, but you know, when you break it down uh, to like 10 albums, a lot of times it will be, have that kind of those it theme, favors you know what I mean? Side, yeah. Totally. So. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. I, I really, uh, you know, obviously enjoy hanging out with you. And I, I've always uh, admired your vast uh, musical taste. So, I re- yeah, I thought it was a custom made for uh, for you to come on the show. Uh, so, you. appreciate you introducing yourself and definitely want to continue having you come back. Yeah, thanks for uh, inviting me. And for yeah, sure, man. I'd love yeah. to come back. Absolutely. So, we'll pick a theme. Uh, just so you know, like, uh, we've been doing um, some round robin tournaments. So, we do, like... Like a couple summers ago, we did the summer of grunge where we do like top 16, it's like March Madness, like top 16 yeah. grunge albums. So whether we do that with like a pop punk, uh, you know what I mean? T- tournament or yeah, singers, man. or there's so many different things you can do with, with these types of podcasts, right? So appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on, Tim. Thank you for having me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.